COVID in our water supply? Could be. We're going to tell you about it. Minimum wage. You're fired. <laughs> and you get a driver's license. You get a driver's license. Everybody gets a driver's license. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. It's Wednesday. We're just starting off the middle of the week, and uh, we got a lot going on. I'm sorry I missed last night. I was a bit under the weather, but uh, we're back in full gear tonight. We got a full show for you. We'll be uh, doing that. And thank you to the folks who uh, popped by and wished us a Merry Christmas. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. One of our great sponsors to kick things off is Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, it's getting to that new year, new me time of year, and everybody says, oh, I'm going to do things different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more healthy. I'm going to treat myself better. I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm going to quit this. I'm going to quit. Yeah, okay. You start, and then you stop, and then it's over. You want an easy way to get a big leg up on your health? That's it. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Folks, I'm telling you, I personally recommend this stuff. It is amazing. Fruits and vegetables. That is the key to healthy living. Fruits and vegetables. If you get enough of the right fruits and vegetables, it may not be all you need, but it can help an amazing amount. You will be amazed at the results you get. But it's not easy. Fruits and vegetables are the key to a healthy diet, but you got to go buy them. You got to prepare them. You got to hope by the time you get to them, they haven't gone off, gone rotten. It happens, happens to me all the time, I'm ashamed to say. But there is a way to get all the fruits and vegetables you need in one great tasting powder. You stick in a drink, and that's it. You're done. Field of Greens. This product is science-backed. It is developed by doctors. It is a special formula of healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables, all ground up into a fantastic-tasting powder. You just mix it in with your favorite, uh, you, know, you can put it in water if you want, but uh, I use green tea. You can you put it in orange juice, another great way. Whatever juices or you know teas you want, it's a great idea. and. These are real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. You look at the back of the pack, it doesn't say supplement facts because they're not supplements. They are actual fruits and vegetables all ground up into this powder. It says nutrition facts. It is so good for you and it comes in some amazing flavors. You can check them out right here. We got our standard field of greens, wild berry, strawberry lemonade, which is really nice, sweet and sour at the same time. You got lemon lime if you're into total sour, but a very nice sour. Uh, field of greens raw, which is nice. We've got charged and insight. So you check out these products. They will make a huge difference in your life. And they're all science-backed. They're all developed by physicians. The next time you go to your doctor, after you've been using this product for a while, your doctor's likely going to say, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it because it's working. The stuff is the key to healthy living, the key to getting you back on your diet, back to health. 
and a great and easy way to kick off the new year with a new you. Field of Greens, there is a link down there in our show notes. Check it out and you get a special discount from the show from Brickhouse Nutrition and the Jay Sheldon Show. Check them out. Thank you, Field of Greens, for being part of the show. We appreciate that. All right, lots going on. And when I saw this article, I thought, there's no way. This can't be. It's from the Gateway Pundit that does a lot of great stuff. We use a lot of their stuff on this show because they are they are insightful. I think that's probably the best word. Ah, okay. Yeah, Gateway Pundit, a shocking discovery. The viral levels in the wastewater supply skyrockets. Take a look at this chart. You see all those? This is the COVID-19 detection levels in United States wastewater. All the way from white, which is no available data. I know it's kind of small. I'll read it for you. This color here is my mouse there. Get my mouse back. There we go. This is minimal, low, orange is moderate, high is the bright red. There's a lot of that, but look at this, severe. All of these states in this dark maroon red, it's severe. The CDC got exactly what they wanted for Christmas. Nationwide data showing high levels of the latest COVID strain, the latest strain in the water supply. The most recent controlled control tactic from the CDC. All winter, the FDA, the CDC have been using new contagious JN1 variant to push their WEF endorsed policies. Now, whether we're supposed to be eating outdoors for the holidays or getting a combined flu and COVID shot, please don't do that. The actual truth is a lot more troubling. It's what they're not telling you. Surprisingly, the biggest COVID-related story completely buried by the mainstream media. That should surprise absolutely no one. Unsurprisingly, the biggest COVID-related story, despite the vaccine status, repeated infections of COVID, may actually compound the negative effects. Look at this article. Do repeat COVID infections increase the risk of severe disease or long COVID? Many repeat infections are mild, but some studies suggest people who've been infected with COVID more than once, and I know several people who've been infected more than once, are at a greater risk of severe disease or long COVID. Whether from a weakened immune system or the FDA blocking access to life-saving ivermectin, the most important thing you can do is be prepared. And I have ivermectin here at the house just in case. You need a wellness emergency kit is what you need. And it ought to include some ivermectin. 
the wellness company, people who put together these kits, it is prescription only, by the way, but there's links in this article and a list of the things you should have in that preparedness kit. Be, folks, better to have this stuff and eventually someday down the road throw it away because you don't need it than to need it and not have it. This is a nightmare. And again, take a look at this chart. COVID-19 detections from minimal to severe. Minimal, there's, is there any? One, Oregon, that's it. Everybody else is at low and a majority are at severe. Viral levels in the wastewater supply skyrocket. Gee, I wonder how that could happen. Kind of makes you go, hmm, doesn't it? This article's in our show notes. I encourage you to read it, share it out there. Let your friends know about it. Read it yourself. Get updated and get yourself a wellness kit. You can put it together yourself. You can buy one from this company or you can, they're not a sponsor. But great article and uh, some very, very, very good information about being prepared. We're all about preparedness on this show. And you've got to be. You just, these days, you're a fool not to. If you aren't ready, whether it's a go bag, food supply, medical supplies, you really, really need to be prepared because we never know. Who would have thought three or four years ago that the last three or four years could even happen? And yet here we are. Minimum wage. <laughs> California has introduced a new minimum wage, a higher minimum wage. And guess what Pizza Hut said to their delivery drivers? You're fired. No, I'm not kidding. Thank you, Gavin Newsom, you freaking moron. Pizza Hut operators in California have laid off all their delivery drivers after Newsom raises the minimum wage for fast food workers. 1,200 plus drivers out of work as of right now. So that $20 minimum wage, not really doing you much good if you don't have a job. Two major Pizza Hut operators in California laying off all their delivery drivers because of this minimum wage in California being raised to 20 bucks an hour. Holy crap. In September, Newsom signed a law that raised the minimum wage for fast food workers. 80% of the workforce force, these fast food places, 80% of people of color, two-thirds women, and the majority are breadwinners. Wow. More than 12 
hundred drivers losing their jobs thanks to California Democrats. The layoffs will continue through February, while the new law will be implemented in April. Wow. It impacts hundreds of locations of Pizza Huts across the state of California, including L.A., Orange County, Riverside, Ventura, San Bernardino, Sacramento. The job cuts will take place, as we said, through February. Wow. The Workers Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act requires employers to provide notification 60 calendar days before a massive layoff. And they are doing it. All their delivery drivers, 1,200 of them, out of work. So your $20 an hour minimum wage just went to $0 an hour. Gonna vote Democratic the next time? Or vote Democrat the next time? Think about it. As Dan B says, is it bad enough yet? Hopefully it'll get that way very soon. Cuba. Cuba's in the news today. This is from Breitbart. Links in our show notes. This is a head shaker, if there ever was one. The communist death spiral. Cuba has greenlit euthanasia as population craters. No, I'm not kidding. Cuba's Communist Party approved changes to the nation's health code that formally implemented will allow euthanasia under the country's barely functional health care system. The changes discreetly introduced by Cuba's National Assembly of People Power, barely a mention in Castro regime state propaganda outlets, slated to go into effect once the communist led uh, legislature introduces the necessary legislation for their application. Cuba will become the second country in Latin America to approve euthanasia. Colombia approved it back in 1997. <laughs> the right, this is a quote, the right of people to a dignified death is recognized in end-of-life decisions, which may include the limitation of therapeutic effort, continuous or palliative care, and valid procedures that end life. This is in the final draft of the legislation. They also claim to recognize the right of people to have access to a dignified death. State media claims euthanasia provision is allegedly meant for people who have chronic, degenerative, irreversible diseases 
intractable suffering, who are in an agonizing or terminal phase of life. This regulation basically legitimizes a right demanded by people for several years. Perez Gallardo did not address in his remarks any difference he considers there to be between euthanasia and valid procedures that end life, which is what's actually in the legislation. The collapse of Cuba's health care, it's just, it's a complete lack of even the most essential supplies to treating patients. There basically is no health care in Cuba. The nearly ruined state of the nation's health care infrastructure, unsanitary conditions. There's a quote here from a doctor said, I had to cast a patient with a piece of cardboard. The scissors and stethoscope you have to take care of as they were like gold. If you're careless, they will steal them in the consultation room. We lack paper, so we can't even write prescriptions. But Cuba's making it okay to pop a needle in your arm and that's the end of you. You don't have to worry about your health care anymore because you're dead. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Do you have a driver's license? Did you have to take a class? Did you have to take a quiz? Did you have to take a test on the road? Yeah. Well, not anymore. Well, let me put it this way. Not if you're an illegal immigrant. You have apparently a right to a driver's license if you're an illegal immigrant. We're going to tell you about that coming up in a minute. Right now, one of our other great sponsors, just give me a second to tell you about these great folks, an American company through and through, one we have to support. Folks, if we don't get behind these companies that are all about America, we're going to lose big time. And this company not only makes the most incredible cup of coffee, <clears throat> they also are all about our conservative values, honesty, integrity, family values. Blackout coffee, be awake, not woke. This company is all about all the good stuff there is about this country. Personally recommend this stuff. It is amazing. I have it on the show here. I've got it in the morning. I have it in the middle of the day. And um, it keeps me going. Mm. Don't take my word for it, please. I I'm highly recommending this, but look, don't trust me. Why should you? You don't know me. You just watch my show five days a week, but try it yourself. Pick yourself up a single bag. That's all you got to do. Just give it a try. Pick yourself up a bag of these fresh roasted beans. Check them out. You will more than likely be back for more because they are amazing. They've got all these incredible brews, Covert Op Cold Brew, Pitch Black Espresso, Morning Reaper, Brutal Awakening. Uh, what else is there? Morning Reaper, Smooth Finish. 
There's a holiday edition of some great coffees, too. Pumpkin spice, eggnog, candy cane. Mmm, yummy. Signature blends. This is the good stuff. If you're not into coffee, by the way, no worries. I've got a line of flavored mochas and also some amazing premium teas over there at Blackout Coffee. But these signature blends of coffee, can't beat them. Not expensive. You can pick yourself up a bag or two if you like. Just try one bag and you'll be back, trust me. Now, when you order, use the link in our show notes and use the promo code J20 at checkout and that will get you 20% off your first order. J-A-Y-20, J-20 is our promo code, 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. They brew, uh, they, they uh, roast the beans right after you order. Your beans are not roasted yet. When you place an order, only then, within 24 to 48 hours, they roast the beans, ship them out immediately. They get to your door within, what, maybe two, three days, maybe four at the outside. And that is a fresh bag of roasted beans ready for you to grind up into the most amazing coffee you've ever had. Blackout Coffee, support this company because they support us and our values, our conservative values. I'm telling you, we got to get behind these guys. Please do. Stop by Blackout Coffee. Check out the link in our show notes. Pick up a bag. Pick up five bags if you want. Check them out. If you use those little pod things, they've got those two over there. I don't, but uh, some people do, so they got you covered. All right. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being part of the show. We really do appreciate having you on board, and uh, thank you for making a great coffee. All right. In uh, the words of Oprah, you get a driver's license, and you get a driver's license, and you get a driver's license. Everybody gets a driver's license. Minnesota has a new law that just will be taking effect. Driver's licenses for all. You know where this is going. Of course, because if you've got a driver's license, what's the next thing? You register to vote. October 1st, Minnesota's driver's licenses for all went into effect. This law, signed by Tim Waltz, the governor, allows all residents of the state to apply for a driver's license. Here's the important part regardless of your immigration status. Yep. They had barred previously most illegal aliens from obtaining driver's licenses 20 years ago. They were requiring all applicants to show their legal status in the country. When Democrats took control of the Minnesota Senate last year, consolidating their control of the House, Senate, governor's office, they prioritized legislation that reversed that law. The Driver's License for All Act permits over 80,000 illegal aliens who reside in Minnesota to get a driver's license. Applicants may take the exam in nine different languages, Spanish, French, Arabic, Somali, Karen, and others. To protect illegal aliens, 
who apply for licenses. Get this. This is what the law also prohibits. It prohibits DMV officials from asking an applicant about their immigration status. They are not permitted to ask. State agencies cannot place any special identifier on the license that indicates the licensee's immigration status. And it prevents state agencies from providing data for civil immigration enforcement purposes. So you show up at the DMV, you tell them you are an illegal alien, and they can't tell any of the enforcement agencies about you. And they give you a license. They're boarding planes without TSA checks, sometimes without even their name on the ticket. They're getting free driver's licenses in Minnesota, no matter what your immigration status is. This is all going to hell in a hand bucket. And that other shoe is gonna drop. You know it's gonna happen. You feel it in your gut, don't you? I do, I know you do too. There's just that feeling in your gut. The shit's gonna hit the fan soon. We got less than a year until we can likely fix this problem. So between now and then, you know they're gonna do everything they can. Not enough to give them a driver's license. Biden is now allowing banks to lend them money and pressuring them just the same. The Biden admin is threatening banks that refuse to lend money to illegal aliens. I am not kidding. This is from MSN. There's a left-wing source for you. This brain-dead moron. They are cautioning financial institutions against using an individual's immigration status in credit applications. The CFBP director, Rohit Chopra, said, fair access to credit is crucially important for building wealth and strengthening household financial stability. The CFBP will not allow companies to use immigration status as an excuse for illegal discrimination. So you're here illegally. You came into the country and the very first thing you did is break our laws. And the Biden administration wants to pressure banks to give them that lines of credit. Kristen Clark, Assistant Attorney General, the DOJ's Civil Rights Division. This is her. Lenders should not deny people the opportunity to take out a loan 
to buy a home, build their business, or otherwise pursue their financial goals because of unlawful bias and without regard to their actual ability to repay. Folks, the banks are already in enough serious trouble. You're going to take these illegal immigrants and tell them you cannot use their status as a re means or a reason for denying them a loan? Are you kidding me? These people have absolutely no regard for our laws at all. You think they're going to give a rat's ass about paying back your loan? Ha <laughs> ha! Good luck with that. That's your Biden administration. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. One more here. Have you ever seen an opop okapi? You know what an okapi is? This is the weirdest thing ever. I had not seen this before. Frankly, I think it looks like a dog that got raped by a zebra. The okapi, it's a real animal. It has the head of a giraffe, the stripes of a zebra, and the body of a horse. As if that weren't enough, it has a blue tongue, which is long enough to clean its eyes and ears while living wild. We have only discovered this thing in the last 150 years. Ta take a look. I'm not kidding. That is an okapi. Watch this video. This is, look at that. See the zebra stripes? I think the head looks like a dog, not a giraffe, but okay if you say so. A horse, I can see horse. These stripes are so weird. And I don't, I don't know, is there a shot of the tongue? Now oh, there you go. Kind of a blue tongue. Have you ever? This is amazing. That apparently is the baby. And uh, then there's a shot here of the baby with what looks like must be its mother, I assume. Look at that thing. There you go. Man. Okay, I look, we bring you the weird stuff, okay? That certainly qualifies. Never have I ever. <coughs> All right. <laughs> we got to get down to our book. We, uh, we read books on our show. Been doing that from the very beginning. And uh, we've done all classic children's literature, the real classic stuff, Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince, uh, you name it. We've done so many great books. And we now are in the middle of Treasure Island, which is, wow. I, I said before, I wish I'd read this as a kid. You know, you're supposed to. It was probably a school assignment, but 
you know me and homework. It just doesn't fit. Robert Louis Stevenson originally, of course, wrote the book back in uh, 1882. There is, by the way, a link in our show notes to an incredible documentary about Robert Louis Stevenson, his life, and how, in fact, Treasure Island may be partly based on his life. It's an amazing documentary. I left that as a permanent link in our show notes. You can check it out if you want. When you have time, it's over on uh, YouTube. It's very cool. All right, so let's continue where we left off, and that would be on the island, mutiny underway. By this time, the tide was beginning to ebb, and the ship was swinging round to her anchor. Voices were finally heard, faintly, hallowing in the direction of the two gigs, and through this reassured, though this reassured us for Joyce and Hunter, who were well to the eastward, it warned our party to be off. Redruth retreated from his place in the gallery and dropped into the boat, which we had then brought round to the ship's counter, to be handier for Captain Smollett. Now, men, he said, do you hear me? There was no answer from the forecastle. It's to you, Abraham Gray. It's to you I'm speaking. Still no reply. Gray, resumed Mr. Smollett a little louder. I am leaving this ship, and I order you to follow your captain. I know you are a good man at bottom, and I dare say not one of the lot of you as bad as he makes out. I have my watch here in my hand. I will give you 30 seconds to join me in. There was a pause. Come, my fine fellow, continued the captain. Don't hang so long in stays. I'm risking my life and the lives of these good gentlemen every second. There was a sudden scuffle, sound of blows, and outburst Abraham Gray, with a knife cut on the side of his cheek, came running into the captain like the dog to a whistle. I'm with you, sir, he said. And the next moment he and the captain had dropped the bordis, and we'd shoved off and given way. We were clear out of the ship but not yet ashore in our stockade. Chapter 17, narrative continued by the doctor, the jolly boat's last trip. This fifth trip was quite different from any of the others. In the first place, the little galley pot of a boat that we were in was gravely overloaded. Five grown men, three of them, Trelawney, Redruth, and the captain, over six feet high. One already more than she was meant to carry. And add to that the powder, pork, and the bread bags, the gunwale was lipping astern. Several times we shipped a little water, and my breeches and the tail of my coat were all soaking wet before we'd gone a hundred yards. The captain made us trim the boat. We got her to lie a little more evenly. All the same, we were afraid to breathe. In the second place, the ebb was now making a strong rippling current running westward through the basin, and then southward, 
seaward down the straits by which we'd entered in the morning. Even the ripples were a danger to our overloaded craft. But worst of it was we were swept out of our true course and away from our proper landing place behind the point. If we let the current have its way, we should come ashore beside the gigs where the pirates might appear at any moment. I cannot keep her head for the stockade, sir, said I to the captain. I was steering while he and Redruth, two fresh men, were at the oars. The tide keeps washing her down. Could you pull a little stronger? Not without swamping the boat, said he. You must bear up, sir. If you please, bear up until you see you're gaining. I tried, found by experiment that the tide kept sweeping us westward until I had laid her head due east, or just about right angles to the way we ought to go. We'll never get ashore at this rate, said I. If it's the only course that we can lie, sir, we must even lie it, returned the captain. We must keep upstream, you see, sir, he went on. If once we drop to leeward of the landing place, it's hard to say where we should get ashore. Besides the chance of being boarded by the gigs, whereas the way we go to the current must slacken, and then we can dodge back along the shore. The current's less already, sir, said the man Gray, who was sitting in the foresheets. You can ease off her a bit. Thank you, my man, said I, quite as if nothing had happened, for we had all quietly made up our minds to treat him like one of ourselves. Suddenly, the captain spoke up again, and I thought his voice was a little changed. The gun, he said. I thought of that, said I, for I made sure he was thinking of a bombardment of the fort. They could never get the gun ashore, and if they did, they could never haul it through the woods. Look astern, doctor, replied the captain. We'd nearly forgotten the long nine, and there, to our horror, were the five rogues busy about her, getting off her jacket, as they called the stout tarpaulin cover under which she sailed. Not only that, but it flashed into my mind at the same moment that the round shot and the powder for the gun had been left behind. And a stroke with an axe would put it all into the possession of the evil ones aboard. Israel was Flint's gunner, said Gray hoarsely. At any risk, we put the boat's head direct for the landing place. By this time, we'd got out so far of the run, the current, that we kept steerage away, even at our necessary gentle rate of rowing. I could keep her steady for the goal, but the worst of it was that with the course I now held, we turned our broadside instead of our stern to the Hispaniola and offered a target like a barn door. I could see as well as hear that brandy-faced rascal Israel hands plumping down a round shot on the deck. Who's the best shot? asked the captain. Mr. Trelawney, out and away, said I. Mr. Trelawney, will you please pick me off one of those men, sir? Hands, if possible, 
said the captain. Trelawney was as cold as steel. He looked to the priming of his gun. Now, cried the captain, easy with that gun, sir, or you'll swamp the boat. All hands stand by to trimmer when he aims. The squire raised his gun. The rowing ceased, and we leaned over to the other side to keep the balance. All was so nicely contrived that we did not ship a drop. We had the gun by this time, slewed around upon the swivel, and Hans, who was at the muzzle, was the rammer, was in consequence the most exposed. However, we had no luck, for just as Trelawney fired, down he stooped, the ball whistling over him, and it was one of the other four who fell. The cry he gave was echoed, not only by his companions on board, but by a great number of voices from the shore. And looking in that direction, I saw the other pirates trooping out from among the trees, tumbling into their places on the boats. Here come the gigs, sir, said I. Give way then, said the captain. We mustn't mind if we swamp her now. If we can't get ashore, all's up. Only one of the gigs is manned, sir, I added. The crew of the other is most likely going around by shore to cut us off. We'll have a hot run, sir, returned the captain. Jack ashore, you know. It's not them I mind, it's the round shot. Carpet balls, my lady's maid couldn't miss. Tell us, squire, when you see the match, we'll hold water. In the meantime, we'd been making headway at a good pace for a boat so overloaded, and we'd shipped out but little water in the process. We were now close in, thirty or forty strokes, and we should beach her, for the ebb had already disclosed a narrow belt of sand below the clustering trees. The gig was no longer to be feared. The little point had already concealed it from our eyes. The ebb tide, which was so cruelly delayed us, was now making reparations and delaying our assailants. The one source of danger was the gun. If I durst, said the captain, I'd stop and pick off another man. But it was plain that they meant nothing should delay their shot. They had never so much as looked at their fallen comrade, though he was not dead, and I could see him trying to crawl away. Ready? cried the squire. Hole! cried the captain, quick as an echo. And he and Redruth backed with a great heave that sent her astern boldly underwater. The report fell in at the same instant of time. This was the first that Jim heard. The sound of the squire's shot not having reached him. When the ball passed, not one of us precisely knew, but I fancy it must have been over our heads, and the wind of it may have contributed to our disaster. At any rate, the boat sunk by the stern, quite gently, in three feet of water, 
leaving the captain and myself facing each other on our feet. The other three took complete headers, came up again drenched and bubbling. So far, there was no great harm. No lives were lost, and we could wade ashore safely. But there were all our stores at the bottom. And to make things worse, only two guns out of five remained in a state for service. Mine I had snatched from my knees and held over my head by a sort of instinct. As for the captain, he'd carried over his sh uh, shoulder by a bandolier and, like a wise man, looked locked uppermost. The other three had gone down with the boat. To add to our concern, we heard voices already drawing near us in the woods along the shore. We had not only the danger of being cut off from the stockade in our half-crippled state, but the fear before us whether, if Hunter and Joyce were attacked by half a dozen, they would have the sense and conduct to stand firm. Hunter was steady, that we knew. Joyce was a doubtful case, a pleasant, polite man for a valet, and to brush one's clothes, but not entirely fitted for a man of war. With all this in our minds, we waded ashore as fast as we could, leaving behind us the poor jolly boat and a good half of all of our powder and provisions. Coming up tomorrow, we will begin Chapter 18, End of the First Day's Fighting. Cool. <laughs> Treasure Island. Man. Robert Louis Stevenson. Check out that, uh, that documentary. It's in our show notes. Very cool doco about the book and about the author and how this story may be uh, partly autobiographical, believe it or not. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for popping by. I really appreciate it. If you don't mind, just take a second to hit that follow button. It really helps the show out. It's free for you. Get yourself a free Rumble account. Sign up. It's easy to do. We don't spam your inbox. Take part. You don't have to have a channel, do a live broadcast, or upload videos. You can if you like, but you just join, and that lets you uh, talk in our live chat, and it lets you follow the show. Hit that follow button. Thank you for those of you who have. We really, really do appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for a Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you again tomorrow. <laughs> Snort. <laughs>